Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Opportunities don't happen. You create them. Chris Grosser. Greetings and how are you doing, my Peak Performers community? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 117 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henneke Watkins-Porto. Today's episode is with Tony Watley. Tony became known as the Side Hustle Millionaire after his book with the same title became a number one bestseller on Amazon. But this book title isn't just fiction. It is based on his actual story. As an active entrepreneur himself, he still owns a few businesses, but his real passion is teaching entrepreneurs how to start, scale, and sell their businesses within his consulting brand, 365 Driven. I'm excited for us to talk about how to become a millionaire with your side hustle. Welcome, welcome, Tony. Hanika, thank you for the nice welcome, and I can't wait to share some value with your audience. Absolutely. And before we dive in, I have a little question for you. What's the one word that sums up your thoughts about Jamaica and Jamaicans, if you have one such word? I think it's really about carefree and loving. Ah, well, we take two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are that and more carefree for real. You know, we really um, get tropical um, you know, no problem, man. <laughs> yep, exactly. Relax, relaxing. I think relaxing when, yeah. I, when I think of Jamaica. Yeah. All right. So we're looking at how to become a millionaire with your side hustle. Now, what is your backstory? That book is really about your life. So tell us a little summary, you know, give us a little summary about your life and how that book came into being. Well, I guess starting back, I I didn't grow up with money. My parents were both hardworking. The, my mom worked in the public school systems in the cafeteria. She was serving food to children, and my dad was in the military when I was born. And after that, he worked in the chemical plants here in Houston area his entire life. So both of them worked really hard. They taught me that I needed to be able to do things and figure things out if I wanted to make money. And so at age 12, I was pushing the lawnmower around the, the neighborhood and knocking on doors to, to mow grass I was selling candy in school, trying to double the profits, basically, (laughs) buying things at wholesale and flipping it and just doing whatever I could, whether that was fixing bicycles for my friends or whatever I could earn to earn an extra dollar because we didn't have allowance. My parents didn't pay us money and we just had to figure things out. And that's really how I was always wired to, to look for more opportunities. And what could I teach myself? What skills could I learn that I could actually earn some money from? And that's just how I was always raised. And honestly, it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a fun childhood, but it was also the, I was the kid that was working while their kids were playing and they would like make fun of me. (laughs) So, you know, but you know, I was the one that was able to buy the skateboards and the bicycles and toys and video games and things like that because I was actually doing things. And that led to engineering school. I, I, I was always just like most people were, were in the race to the, make the six figures. You hear that a lot. Even when I was a child, that's 30 years ago, we all had the same goals, but 
it's funny how the goals really haven't changed entirely too much in the last 30 years. People are always talking about, hey, if you can make six figures, you'll be successful. And, and honestly, I'm gonna, I'll share that with your listeners. I think that's a lie. I think it's 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 you need more than that. Inflation has happened. Prices have gone up. Things are a lot more expensive than they were 30 years ago. And if the benchmark is to still make $100,000 a year, you're going to be comfortable. You may have an, a nice home. You might have some toys and things like that, but you're not going to be what I would call successful. I would say that you're, com- you're, you're very, very comfortable. There's a difference. But coming from my background that I did, that I, I truly believe that if I was going to make $100,000 a year, I was going to you know some, somehow be rich. That's just how we were you know, programmed to think when we're children. And so for me, engineering, getting a degree in engineering was the, the shortest path there that had some kind of an interest. I would say that I was average at math. I actually struggled in school. It took me seven years. I was paying for college myself. Again, I didn't have financial assistance. And I was working full time in the chemical plants. I was waiting tables on the nights. And then I would also go to school at nighttime. So I was very busy. And I was only sleeping about four or five hours a night at the most for about seven years. And that that drive and that determination and, and unwillingness to quit something that had started really led into when I finally did graduate, I got an engineering job. And all of a sudden, it felt like this 40-hour week was a part-time job because I'd been in that hustle mode for seven years. And so rather than blow my money and run around and do stupid things that young men do, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to start working extra jobs. So here I was working as an engineer, still waiting tables on the evenings because I had time. I got off at five o'clock. I could go make an extra hundred bucks waiting tables, started managing restaurants, things like that. And on the weekends, I was working on cars and waxing cars and you know, working. That's my real passion is cars. So that's how I decided, you know, this is just really consuming a lot of my time. Like, what can I do differently to earn the same amount of income without taking so much of my time. And that's when I started thinking about starting a company. So I started my first company at age 28 and it was an online community for car people. Imagine that, the car fanatic like myself. And so I started a community and it, and it really grew up and it became one of the busiest automotive communities on the internet. And about five years later, we got offered to sell the company to a larger corporation and I had one business partner and we sold the website for 2.3 million. And it was always a part-time thing. It always had my oil and gas engineering profession, always the full time during that entire thing. All right. So let's pause right there a bit. You said something that was quite interesting. Your drive, determination and unwillingness to quit is what brought you to where you are now. And I want you to in that moment of drive, determination, and unwillingness to quit, what are some of the things that were going through your mind? Because clearly you did not grow up with uh, money. You were told that a six-figure income, based on how you've been programmed, you know, six-figure per year income is what you need to be making to be successful. What were some of the things going through your mind why you know that you couldn't quit, why you know that you had to be determined, why you know that you had to maintain your drive? I'll share a fun version of that thought. Let's understand. We know you and I and everybody that's listening, we all know some people that are highly successful that we would probably say that's not very intelligent. Would you agree? So really part of my motivating force to get through college, even during the toughest times, was that if thousands of other people could do this, why can't I do this? And that's that's one of the things I really thought about. I thought I actually knew other people who had graduated through engineering school Honestly, some of them really weren't that bright. They didn't have a lot of common sense or maybe they were lacking in some kind of character or personality. And 
And I would always think like, if I can, if they can do it, I can do it. If she could do it, I can do this. And I really bet on myself. And, and honestly, the pride and ego drive you there. If you can use those as they're powerful tools to drive you through. And, and I've always been told, even as a child, that if you start quitting now, that you're going to be a quitter for the rest of your life. And that's very, something. It's, it's true. And I, and you hear this as a child, but you don't have any basis of reference to to really see if that's you don't know if I believe it or not. But as we're adults, I'm 46 now, and I look back at some of the people that quit quit sports, quit the football team, quit you know they changed their majors, got talked out of doing something else, dropped out of school, whatever it is. Like they've always been these quitters. These same people have very rarely turned things around to become more successful. They're still in that same slump that they were when we were kids. So understand that if you build these habits as a younger person and you carry these into adulthood, that you're going to get a lot farther in life when you decide that I'm going to finish what I started. I know, Tony, with an interesting story like you have, persons are wondering, you know, perhaps some millennials listening right now are thinking to themselves, I have so many ideas. I just don't know what to start. I just don't know how to start. I don't know where to start. Just give us a little insight into how they can start a side hustle and to figure out what it is that they're really good at, that they can pursue, even if they're not thinking about quitting a job or going into anything full time. I would say that sometimes you have to do the jobs that you're not wanting to do in order to get to the the job or the the business that you really want. Cause a lot of times people use a, an excuse. They'll come up to me, Henneke, and they'll say, well, I'd like to own a Ferrari dealership as my business and they don't have any money. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, I would like to have a Ferrari dealership myself, but I don't have $200 million in my bank account to be able to do that. So what do I need to do before I get to that point? So, but you'll find a lot of people, and I know that's a really far reaching dream that I just mentioned, but some people have these dreams of even needing a million dollars to start, but they don't have the money. So they basically turn off their dream. They turn off their mind because they go, well, uh, I can't have my dream job. So I guess I just won't be able to do anything. Well, that's an excuse. And sometimes you got to build the small companies and be able to sell those and scale those and sell those and get to the next level. So think of businesses as like a staircase. And if your dream business is at the very top of that staircase, you're going to have to take a lot of steps to get there. And it may be a lot of different companies that you pass through, a lot of different skill sets that you learn to be able to get to the dream job. So with that in mind, think about things that you have passion for. And I would say that the best businesses exist at the intersection of your passion, your purpose, and your expertise, those three things. So I'll go into each of the, each of those in detail. So purpose is what is your driving force? And I'll tell you, here's the spoiler alert. If purpose is money, if purpose is really only money, then you're never going to get there because your purpose has to be stronger, has to be a lot, lot more powerful than money. It needs to be about building a legacy or impacting thousands or millions of people's lives or just really, really big, strong purposes. What do you want to leave behind? What do you want people to think about when you're gone? What do you want to do to impact this world? That's the kind of things that are purpose. And I know a lot of parents are probably listening and think, well, my purpose are my children. That's a given. That's that's understood as a parent. I think your purpose needs to be even stronger than that. It needs to be about, I'm doing this for my children's children's children. Think about how generational legacy can be impacted by the things that you're doing today. Now, when you have your purpose and it's strong enough, that's going to keep you from quitting when things get tough because things always get tough when you start a business, especially that first two years. 
And if your purpose is just making money, you're going to quit because that's how most people really don't have a strong enough purpose. Now your passions, your passions are what do you want to do with the rest of your life? What is it that makes you happy? What is it that you feel energy about? What is it that, what aspect or what niche can really get you excited about getting out of bed every day to go work on that? And whether that's teaching people or a skill or a, or a craft or just something that you're interested in, a hobby, these things that you can speak on with high levels of energy all day long and feel like the day went by so fast, that's going to be a good indicator of your passion. And the best way to th- think, think about that is if you're going to a library or you go to a bookstore and you see hundreds of different magazines there on the stand, which one do you pick up first? Which one do you read cover to cover before you go pay for it? Those are the kind of indicators that you should be paying attention to. Maybe you should be operating within that 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 segment, that area of your passion. Now, your expertise, what can you do to monetize the skills or the knowledge that you have today? That's the, that's the, going to be the fastest way to create some revenue, create some profit that you can parlay into your next business or maybe grow the company that you're in. And also going back to the passion, what skills can you learn from other people? What skills or talents or crafts that can you learn to teach yourself to be able to monetize that? And those are the three things that I say you have to really look for to start your first company that if you have the highest odds of success. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony, I'm glad that you said um, at the intersection of passion, purpose and expertise, because I was about to ask you the question of passion versus skill. Right. You know, many persons talk about, oh, you must be passionate about what you do and once you have that, you can start. And so others will tell you that, no, you need to have the skills to start. But from your argument, clearly you're saying there has to be an intersection. There has to be an overlap. There has to be synergy, as it were, among all these three. They're so important. Those are the, those, those three intersections will give you the best odds. Now, like, like I said earlier, sometimes you have to do the businesses or skills that you don't really want to do to be able to get to that point. But entrepreneurs, we find a way. We don't make excuses. We always just find a way. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like I can so relate to that because I don't think when there is something that happened, as a matter of fact, the word problem is not in my vocabulary. I see challenges and challenges are meant to overcome. And and so our language has to change and our language inevitably change as, as entrepreneurs. Now, of course, we did say we are talking about how to become a millionaire with your side hustle. And of course, we, 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 we've underscored the fact that it's, if it's all about money, then clearly, you know, you're not going to make it. It has to be your why has to be bigger. It has to be a bigger purpose, has to be a bigger purpose that's larger than you. But notwithstanding that, I want you to at this point, share some tips um, with our community as to how we can really become um, millionaires via a side hustle, which is implying that you don't necessarily need to quit your job, right? Or whatever it is that you're doing full time, but you have a side hustle and you can become very successful at that. So give us some tips, some insights into that, Tony. Well, there was a key word that you just mentioned in there and it was community. I'm, I'm known for building some very large communities. The last one I built grew into 300,000 registered members. And for the people that are just social media fans, they think and follow counts. But let me under, let me explain the difference. Registered members is mean I had contact information for over you know six figures worth of people. So it's a lot different than people just liking you or following you. It's, it's very important if you want to be able to scale to the dollar values of these millions of dollars is that you build something that is far greater than yourself. 
too many people start a business thinking that they want to sit at the top of this hill and be the biggest part of that business. That's a mistake. You got to build something that's going to be much bigger than yourself. And that's with the community. If you can build things that people can get behind and stand behind that, that resonates with people that they believe in, that they support, that, that you carry the torch, the mantra for them, they're willing to wear your, your name brand on their shirt or a hat and tell their friends about it. That's where the real opportunity starts to come in. When you can build a community, a movement of such to help other people. So if your purpose is very strong, your message is very strong, you become the right leader to lead that campaign. There is endless amounts of potential to earn the most amount. So we really have to get away from thinking about trading our hours for dollars. That's an employee mindset. It's usually taught to us as children. If you want to make more money, go get an extra job. If you want to make more money, go do this, go, go trade your hours for dollars. But in this digital world, it's not important anymore to be able to trade dollars and hours. Like you got to get away from it. There's no, there's no relationship between time and money. Once you start creating the right business models, because you ought to be able to scale your time. And that's the best way to do it is online. When you can be asleep and still sell things, that's a powerful place to be. When you're on vacation and you're still earning money because things are happening online that you don't have to be there. That's where you want to be is that is be able to create something that's going to generate income and revenue. I wouldn't have to say it has to be fully passive, but it needs to be able to create income while you're not having to trade a bunch of hours to do that. So get away from the dollars per hour mindset. I think that's the, that's the one thing that holds most people back is they're always trying to give up their time to make money. And as we get older, we value time a lot more than money. So those are the two tips. I'd say build something much bigger than yourself that you're the leader of, but then also try to figure out ways to create income without using your time. Mm. And so trading hours for dollars, you know, that mentality, we, we, it, it's been passed on. It's like it's been passed through our DNA. Like, you know, you grew up on it. Your, your grandparents did it. Your great, great, great grandparents did it. And so it's filtered down. So then how do we shift that paradigm? How do we change that mindset into thinking that, no, it's not about trading hours for dollars. Um, there really shouldn't be that strong of a relationship between time and money. How do you develop that mindset? How do you become intentional about it? Well, if you're doing things, let's say, let's say you're doing something that's not a, not a digital business and you're trying to scale your time. Well, you can do that by hiring employees. A lot of people think that, Hey, I needed a degree to, to do this. No, you don't. You can actually hire somebody that has a degree to do that and then make money on their time. So if you had 10 employees, let's say you had 10 employees and they're working 40 hours a week each. So that's 400, you know, 400 hours a week that you're basically, <laughs> you're, you're making money off of their time. So that's ways to scale time that you're not having to think about your own time. So there, there's different ways to do that. And with an online business, it's if you're creating a product or you're selling something that you believe in, that's a key, selling things that you believe in, things that you would use, something you have passion for. People can hear that in your voice. They can see that in your copy that you write. Don't sell things that you don't believe in or you don't use because then you'll get passed by people selling the same product that do believe in it. So people are very understanding. They can they can sense when you don't believe in things. In other words, develop systems that will work for you. Correct. And th that's just ways to multiply your your time. That's that's the way I always think about it is it. There's a lot of people out there with side hustles. They're 
they're thinking, hey, a side hustle is being a Uber driver or going, you know, or or building arts and crafts. And, you know, those are those are OK, but they don't scale because if I'm having to sit down and build this widget that takes an hour of my time to build one of those and I can go sell that and I make 20 bucks like that doesn't scale because we only have 24 hours per day. So even if I was like to not sleep, I can only make 24 of those per day. But what if I paid other people to build it, build this for me? What if I hired 10 people to build this for me? Now, all of a sudden, I'm multiplying the output because I've taught them. I've, ta- I've teach them some kind of a skill. There's a process and you pay them to go do that and you make a little bit off their time. So there you are. You're starting to multiply. So you got to get away from trading your own time and you start to leverage other people's time or digital processes. Absolutely. So, Tony, from the book, The Side Hustle Millionaire, what do you want our audience to take away from that? Perhaps they've not read it yet. And um, so summarize that book and give us your main takeaway. So I really wrote this book as a way to take somebody's ideas that bring the, they bring the ideas to their business to the table. And it's a way to analyze each of their ideas against each other to find the best odds of the ones that's going to lead them to their financial or time goal. And then I kind of walk people through the process of here's how you come up with a company name. Here's the website. Here's the best ideas for marketing and branding. Here's why you need a LLC or a corporation. Here's it's really I want to get from people's idea phase to operation. I want to get them to start their business. And that's the goal of the book is to just really get you started. And the first two chapters are mindset. That's what I really believe in. A lot of times people you see you read these business books and they're telling you about the tactics and the, the strategies of the business. But they're not really going into the mindset. And to me, foundationally, mindset is the most important thing for anybody, even non-entrepreneurs, even for employees. So the first two chapters, I go through one by one all the common excuses people have for not starting their companies. And I give responses to those. And these are the common excuses like, Henneke, I don't have time. Or Henneke, I've I've got kids and I don't have time to do this. Or Henneke, I don't have any money, so I can't start my company. Or Henneke, I don't have enough knowledge or education to start a company. So we have all these common excuses. But believe me, everybody that started a business had the exact same excuses and they overcame those. So these problems that you think that you have, they're unique to you. That's a false, that's fallacy. That's, that's just an excuse. So I help people process through those. Absolutely. I so appreciate the time that we've been spending together. Now, of course, it's about to come to an end. So is that your final thought? Do you have a final thought? And I will also want you to share, Tony, how it is that our community can be in touch with you and any freebie that you have to give away. I would say that my final thought will be the word consistency. That's my big word. And I know that it's a fundamental that most people hear their entire lives. Be consistent. Do things consistently. But you know what? A lot of times the problem is is we hear that our entire lives. We start to pay less attention to that because we're like, oh, yeah, I got that. I got that. That's like saying, Henneke, be a good person. Like we hear that our whole lives. We're like, okay, I I got that. But a lot of people don't really focus on the fundamentals. And that's what a fundamental is. So consistency, it's just really showing up every damn day. It's just doing the work every single day. And a lot of times people think like, oh, I can take off a week, especially if you're trying to build a social media branding or personal brand or launch your product. Like you need to show up every day. You need to treat that as a role, a role and responsibility within yourself as a founder of a company to to really do something to promote your business every single day. You got to do something that's take the highest level priority task that's going to move the needle towards your goals every single day. 
And that's the easiest way to start to see gains. But here's the thing that's going to, to surprise a lot of people when you start a company. That first six months to one year, it's going to feel like sometimes you're talking to an empty room. It's going to feel like nobody's watching you. It's going to feel like nobody's supporting you. You're going to have friends making fun of you. You're going to have family members questioning why you're doing what you're doing. You're going to have all this going on for that first to six to 12 months. And here's the reason why. It's because people, they observe in silence. They watch what you're doing. And they're wondering if you're going to be like the thousands of other people that they know that have started something and then failed and quit in the first two or three months. And that's the vast majority of people they quit. So until you prove to them with your consistency showing up every day for six months, for 12 months, then they're going to say, well, this person's very serious about this. So now I'm going to start supporting them. And then they'll start liking your post. Then they'll start telling their friends what you're doing. Then they'll start watching the things that you're creating or maybe buying your product. So you got to understand that without that consistency, without that strong purpose, without the passion, without that expertise, it's going to be a very lonely road. And you have to be prepared for that and see it through. You have to be able to believe in yourself so much that you will see it through the other side. That would be my final word. Best way to reach me is my website it has all my links to all my social medias. I'm very active on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn but my website is 365driven.com. So 365driven.com. And that's also the title of the podcast that I have is 365driven. All right. So I know you had uh, mentioned earlier when uh, that you have a, a checklist to, to give away. And it's a checklist on how to find clients and customers in your side hustle. I'd say that I have a free gift on my website. It's the first two chapters of my book you can download. It's the mindset chapters. Those are the two most valuable chapters to me in the book. So those are both free from my website. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony Wattle, for being my guest today on The Entrepreneurial You. I'm sure that my community is walking away with a wealth of insights on how to you know, succeed in their side hustle for those who haven't started any as yet. Well, Hanukkah, thank you for having me on the show and I appreciate it. And thank you, my peak performers, for tuning in to this episode with Tony Watley. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Remember, we just had LeaderCast Kingston and it was such an amazing event. I am so grateful to all the sponsors, all my team members, Every partner who came on board, all the persons who attended, it was amazing. We've been talking about it, advertising it for some time, and it actually happened on May 10. So thank you, everyone, for making it such a success. Until next time, remember to visit com to sign up for one of my podcast coaching, in-person workshop, or online course, among other resources. And of course, for Leadercast Women, which is coming up on October 18. And I can't wait for us to host that event again. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. What good? Attention! Leadercast Women is an inspirational one-day leadership event featuring renowned female leaders. Male and female audience members alike will leave Leadercast Women with the tools they need to become leaders worth following. Attend the event via simulcast at Nutsford Court Hotel on October 18. To learn more, visit HennyKawakiSportsShow.com or call 849-2571. We needed to raise capital. 
but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.